0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's 8.35. It's Thursday. That can mean just one thing. It is House of Property. Good morning, good morning. Grifter's with me this morning. It's fabulous to see you all. Grifter, how are you and how has your week been?
1: Well, it's almost the end of January. I'm already in need of two full body massages, facial, a haircut, four nights sleep and a trip to the Bahamas. But apart from that, I'm great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dry January, when every day has gone well, right?
1: Oh, I have done 130 kilometers so far and we are the 27th of January. I am just like, yes. Wonderful. But I'm not gonna be that smug bastard that just goes, I run every day. To sorry, 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 it slipped out. I'm not gonna be that smug person um, who just goes, I run every day, but I have been running every day, just like, you know, I do feel a little bit tired. My knees are a little bit short, but we'll be good. We'll be good. It's all right. I feel good. I feel better. My mental health is good.
0: Excellent. How about you? That's fabulous. No, that's very good. Very, very good. Um, and the market's quiet. So you've been absolutely fine at work, taking a breather, right? <laughs>
1: oh God. It, it is so busy. I do. I feel a little bit overwhelmed with everything because there is a lot happening. Um, there's lots lots bubbling around in the background the market is busy 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 um i thought i I felt really special this week so i had an email uh from paula higgins um from homeowners um alliance group and I thought, wow, it's got a free article. And I'm sure lots of other agents have got it. And it says, it says, dear high-performing estate agent. And then I knew it wasn't just for me. It was for a lot of people. But she talks about a lot of stats and saying, that obviously, we're struggling with stock, so um, uh, and I think Graham Norwood covered it, and it was suggesting that agents are finding potential vendors reluctant to come to the market. Um, and so she was saying, you might find this data that I'm supplying you great ammunition. So I'm happy to share that out to to our listeners because it is quite good. And it basically says January is a great time to, to sell for a speedy sale. And data for the last seven years so shows January remains one of the best months of the year to list your house for a speedy yeah. sale um and it's basically saying average times in january fluctuated between 51 and 71 days to take time houses to sell um and 2021 was the fastest selling year getting faster as the year went on and by december properties were selling in just 43 days so there's some really good stats in there if you're a statty kind of person to be able to use courtesy of the home owners alliance so i thought that was quite good i like that i like the fact that they were sharing their data out to agents um and a kind of a bit of a collaboration there so that was that was cool. So how's very your... Very
0: generous. Yeah, very generous of Paula. Very generous. And I think there is a war taking place. I don't mean Russia in Ukraine, which is a bit more serious. But there is a war taking place within our industry and the battle is being won and lost in the lounges up and down the country. Market appraisals up and down the country are coming in in their bucket loads. Agents are telling me all over the place market appraisals are on the up. Week by week by week, market appraisals are returning. And there has been a slight increase in the number of properties seasonally that are coming to the market, as we'd expect. Yeah. So there's a fight going on out there about who's taking properties to the market, what's happening in the marketplace. Um, and therefore, you start to see the same old traits within our industry overpricing, low fees, problematic. And I suggest that actually it's deeper than that. That the estate agent that will win will be the one that maybe shows exactly why they are the person to be dealing with. Because it doesn't matter what brand they're working for, does it? It's people buy from people within our industry. So are you the most proactive in your town? Are you, uh, do you know your buyers better? Do you have greater knowledge of your local area? Can you give the best advice? Are you the most experienced? What is the unique selling point that makes you the person that people want to buy into? And they, for me, are the agents that will win this war of getting stock. Because those who have the stock at the start of 2022 will have the best year by the time they get to December.
1: So right back at you then, what makes a great estate agent? there
0: you go oh geez grifter why do you throw me these curveballs i wish we've talked about this before what makes a great state agent what makes a good state agent so for me it's one that is not just happy to go with the flow of the process that actually they can advise to make a difference so understanding what it is the seller client the vendor client is trying to achieve and making a difference on that. So if there's advice on preparing the property, if it's, there's advice on sorting out an issue, if it's advice on probate, if it's advice on mm-hmm. pricing, it's being brave enough and confident enough in your own advice, not to necessarily be led by the vendor, but to be able to advise on the best way forward to make the deal happen for that client, okay. which is quite controversial, isn't it? Because that's not everything that others would say.
1: No, so, so this is what we've got to do, isn't it, is take a leaf out of, of our discussion and our debate about what makes a good estate agent. And that isn't necessarily being number one on Right Move. It could be, um, but it, it might not be that, it might be that you've got a high street presence, but it might not be. Does it, you yes. know, is the best agent the one that sells houses the quickest? Mm, probably not, because that might not get the best price for your vendor. Is it the one that's got the most buyers? Mm. Yes. Yeah, well, if you've got the stock, your buyers will find you, won't they? So it's just, it's an interesting one. I, I think that it depends on who your client is, as to what yeah. makes you the best. Because you have to be malleable. So a, a young couple will want something totally different from their agent, I believe, and I know they, they do, Um, than, say, an, an older person who hasn't sold for 45 years. So I think that that's down to actually being a... But an agent who who's professional, absolutely, who has got experience, who you can trust. It, it's down to, to to that, I think. And also, he's got the knowledge to say, I've dealt with probate situations. I've dealt with flying freeholds. I know about agricultural ties. But actually, this is what I think is right for you and your property to get the best price. So it's really difficult, isn't it? Because agents go along with like, I list the most properties. I'm in the best agent guide. I'm number one on Right Move. Um, I sell houses the quickest, quickest. I've got the cheapest fees, but actually, that isn't necessarily the best agent, is it?
0: No. And so here's a question back at you then Does the public put more value in the bells and whistles of the front end marketing of a property or the advice and the guiding a client through the choppy waters that happens after you've got a house on the market? That could be getting the right buyer that could be negotiating the best price that could be dealing with the sales progression which does the consumer associate more value with
1: i think it depends if they've sold a property or been on the property journey before yeah so if they have they will have had a good experience a bad experience or a mediocre experience and really what we're finding is it's mediocre or not great isn't it um, so if they've had that, they will then know if an agent comes in that actually I, it, it's not about the cheapest fee. Actually, it's about it's about the agent that produces the lifestyle images or actually it's about an agent who can be can respond to me, who, who I've got their mobile number so I can get hold of them. So I think if they've gone through that journey, that's oh my God, all kinds of strange things with my background currently. Again, um, that's, that's, <laughs> that's important. If they're a first time buyer or they haven't ever sold before, but they bought then they might be more swayed by social proof and testimonials, for instance, to go, actually, this is, but that's down to us creating the stories, isn't it? And the journeys and the experience that we've had of working with first-time sellers or first-time buyers. So again, it's down to experience, isn't it?
0: I think the biggest frustration for those agents that like to think they do things properly is when an agent which is all fur coat and no knickers goes through and you like gets, say that? i don't know actually um <laughs> as, I, as i said it i thought i'm not sure i going to say this uh <laughs> major storm on market share because they do some bells and whistles gimmick on the marketing still steals some market share but actually is that going to give you any longevity i don't know maybe not maybe the no, agent not. that um has depth will make sure that they are still here in five years time. But I do, I think you, what you're saying is absolutely correct. No two clients are the same and no two situations are the same and very few properties are actually identical as well. Mm-hmm. So um, therefore, and that's the beauty of our industries. And that's the beauty of the day is the fact that no two situations are the same. So you have to be able to adapt to survive and then thrive. And yeah, not only just for your own business, but also for your consumer and your customer.
1: Yeah. And I always like to say, well, I'm dealing with a business that's been in practice for 175 years. And all those people in the training situation go, doesn't matter how long you've been about. And actually, do you know what? Uh, to me, it does. Yeah. Because I'm fiercely proud of that. But actually, I was doing a questionnaire yesterday from that portal, right move, because they sent it out. And I only got halfway through because it says in there how long... Has your business been going? So I type in 175 and it goes error. Maximum allowed 100. <laughs> <laughs> so, so again, actually that shows. Yeah, so I stopped doing my questionnaire. That shows that rightly don't 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 take knowledge. No. Yeah, so yeah, so I just thought that was an interesting point. Sorry, I digress. Anyway,
0: very good. So market's busy, war around stock. Interesting. A war,
1: a war in your living room. I like war
0: that. in the. There's war going. There is a battle going on in every Blood. living room up and down the yeah. country around property. Um, and maybe not today. Maybe next week we talk about the fact that our costs are going up, and what is the reaction that we have to that in our businesses.
1: Yeah. Well, I think as well that we've been head down like we have been every month, and you think actually January might have a bit of a breather, breather, but we haven't. But I think what's really important is today is the day, isn't it, that effectively it's, I want to say the beginning of the end, but it's not the beginning of the end. It's the beginning of getting back to normal. I don't want to say new normal because we've been here before, but it's until the next variant comes along, dare I say it. It, It's kind of like masks are going, you know, and, and how do you deal with that? with your team you've got to consult you know we're having some changes a lot of people have been working from home they might be gradually coming back into the office obviously the latest um guidance is everything's open again um but where do we all stand and i just think that there's some some things that we'd some pointers we probably need to just run through don't you think about you know have you updated your risk assessment? i know it's really boring and you, but it's actually things you, you've got to do and i've got some pointers here just for our listeners so um You've got to communicate your risk assessment plan. You've got you've got to, got to, got to do that. You've got to make sure that your team are all on board um, and find out if they've got any concerns because that's, you know, we're having more and more stories, aren't we, of, of potential people going, actually, I don't feel confident in coming back into the office or returning to the workplace. So you've got to deal with, with their concerns.
0: And that's important, isn't it? Because I'm talking to lots of agents and they're to me, well, what does our clients want? What do our vendors want? What do they want viewers to be doing in their properties? We're actually... Let's make sure we look after our own as well and just understand exactly the concerns that we have within our team. So absolutely they've got to be part of the process, haven't they?
1: Yeah. So it's down to kind of policies, procedures, preparation, provisions. You know, are you still getting your team to test twice a week? Have you still got test kits in the office? Um, what what do you do if there is a positive test or an outbreak in your office? And again, because we've been busy and a lot of us, on touch word, have managed to, to get through this whole process in the last two years with hardly anyone if anyone testing positive but we've been in and out of people's houses so today we've amended our viewings um sort of auto uh, when we're confirming a viewing we send out an email to people and it, it is saying in there whilst it's not mandatory or not law we are requesting that you do wear a mask on viewings because we still have got to keep our clients safe our team safe and it is their home yeah. um and we're back again and we've continued to do it is a Fifteen minutes in a property, um, hands in pockets, don't open drawers. We've got gloves on and hand sanitizers in our kit bag, and I think that that is just giving the confidence out to people. I've had two clients um, this week who've said, "I feel, I feel very uncertain um, about people coming in my house without masks." So we've discussed it and said, "You know what? We will remain with the mask place in policy, mask policy in place," and we are today going back to unlocked door so people coming in and so that's a challenge as well and we've got a team meeting tonight to say right how did this thursday go how's everyone feeling are we feeling confident are we feeling a little bit anxious um and i think communication and collaboration with your team is is super super important and given we've had um headlines of the mass resignation um, and the difficulty that a lot of us have had in recruiting staff i think now is is the time that we've got to put in place that you know look after your team you've got to have your placing people at the heart of everything you do in 2022 it's like that kind of rhyme i love that i love that.
0: and this is something that i'm really really passionate about And and it leads into what we're talking about in terms of either commercially stock vision and business drive but also um, health and safety from a COVID point of view. But if Boris Johnson has taught us anything over the last few weeks, is that culture is set at the very top. Leadership comes from the person who is head of that, who takes full responsibility, that on their watch this is how i expect people to behave and i will lead by example to make sure that people i demonstrate the values and the professionalism that i want to portray within our firm because culture is set from the people at the very top it's led by the leaders and they are leaders because of the fact they are setting the culture and the vision and the pace and the tone of the way the business is going forward and Going back to what we were just saying about people within the teams having an input, I fundamentally believe that people want to be part of a plan, of a goal, of a journey, of a strategy to go somewhere and understand what their role is within that project, within within that plan, so they understand what good looks like, so they understand Mm -hmm. this was a good day, and if I have another good day like this, we're all taking a step forward together to get to where we want to be. And that is great leadership and culture, in my humble opinion.
1: And so a great example of that, isn't it? So it's kind of like leading from the top down is we've all been on the phone, haven't we? And we're talking to a, a challenging or difficult client or we're having a conversation that isn't necessarily going our way. Yeah, it might not be a difficult. We don't all have difficult clients. And I have a lot of difficult clients, but no. And, and you're on the phone and you're kind of making faces, aren't you, in the background. And you're kind of like mouthing to your colleagues. I'm not saying I'm doing it. I'm not saying you're doing it. Actually, we all do it. And you're mouthing to your colleagues like, idiot or something and not not appropriate yeah and you get off the phone and you go oh for goodness sake that person don't do that if this is the one advice isn't it we could give this is do not do that be positive this is back to being a radiator don't let that person drain you it's it's come off the phone and go, that was a challenging conversation. There are clearly things going on in that person's life, which I am not party to. And I've had a difficult conversation. I'm going to move on because I'm a professional person. I'm not going to call them a, mm-mm. Um, you can go and do that in your car or in the, you know, in the back office, whatever, but actually be really professional. And you will find this is like a change in mindset and that you will go, actually, they're having a difficult day and I take that on board. Let's move on. <laughs> and it's really difficult to do that to begin with because you do want to just come out with a load of expletives. And like I said, this happens daily, yeah. Or you come in and you go, what a morning I've had. It's been a disaster. But don't, be that radiator, Get be positive. And I know you can't be positive all the time. There's gonna be something that happens like you walk into the office and you someone goes, what's that on your shoulder? And you found out that a bird's decided to crap on you. And you're just saying, that is my day today. And you have to turn around and go, actually, in China or a Chinese brother, it is lucky.
0: It's very good luck. It's very good luck. Yeah.
1: You've got to, got to have the positive spin on this, haven't you? It's got to be positive.
0: And that, portray that for God. your team. I was talking to a recruitment agent this week. Um, again, far easier to, to retain a member of the team than yeah. to get a new member of the team. Um, far less expensive but this recruitment agent asked me a question that was really important really important they said to me she said to me what is the one thing that you are looking for in the in an um, in an applicant that you want to interview what is the one thing and she don't tell me experience or local mm-hmm. knowledge what is the one thing and it took me about five minutes to get to it and I said the one thing that's really important to me is their attitude is they start from yes and maybe work to no, rather than always starting from no, and maybe working to yes. If you have somebody that's prepared to have a go, prepared to be open-minded to things, it may not work, and we end up being at no, but that is their attitude, then I want to be seeing those people.
1: Yeah, it's passion as well, isn't it? Yeah. As well. It's, you know, the can-do, can-do attitude. So Absolutely. we've got a team session um happening later um and we are going to be talking. I know it's, yes, we're almost, used to February next week. I know, but you can never start a plan. At the, no. you know, it's always a good time to start Don't a plan. Panic. It doesn't have to be the 1st of January. Um, and we are running through our kind of values um, and what we want for the mm. year. So this is about how we treat others and how the team we, we work together as a team and treat each other. Um, this is about defining what we are as a business so this is down to our kind of vision and our mission um and I've always kind of looked at this in the past and gone oh that you know mission statement your vision about that's for big companies that's not for me but actually everyone is really excited about having an input into this we're going to come away with five or six different things I know the business that you work with you've got your values haven't you um, and we are going to kind of live with them every day. And this is down to like yeah. treat others how you want to be treated, isn't it? This is down to, you know, always be the best or always go the extra mile. Um, and we're going to kind of get let, all our whiteboards together and we're going to do a big brainstorm Um, I'm really looking forward to that. Obviously, there's going to be a little bit of alcohol involved because I always find that we're slightly more eloquent and got some great words coming out. Um, So what do you think? the juices
0: though. I think that's really important. Two things I would do on that. One, you should look um, at um, a Sainsbury's value campaign, Sainsbury's did a internal campaign called "Love Live Our Values Every Day." Live yeah. our values every day. Love Sainsbury's. Love that. It's brilliant. It's a great. There's a YouTube video, well worth watching. Um, I think your firm and my firm are mirror in some of the values. And I think the one thing that you'll find in your team, they'll come to you today, is one of the values that you'll end up adopting is listening. Because you listen to each other and you listen to your customers. Um, and I think that is a great value for any estate agency business. Because when you hear, you know, my mom used to say to me, you have two ears and one mouth, Martin. Mm. Use them in that proportion. Um, but when you do listen, you start to understand the person that you're dealing with. And then you can tailor the, the, the conversation to that person. Gareth Southgate is the manager of the men's England football team. And Darren Anderton, who used to work with a very average, um, a very average winger, we used to play for Tottenham and, and uh, England and uh, Portsmouth. Um he was talking about So, England's men's football teams have one of the most successful periods in um, recent history. And they said, why is Gareth such a good coach? And he said, whenever I worked with Gareth, if he was a teammate, a captain or a manager used to listen to his colleagues and listen to his team and listen to his players. And he would know what motivates them, what Mm. gets them out of bed in the morning and why should anybody else care? And why do they want to win? Is it money? Is it pride? Is it because they want to work for, they want to go and play for international football. And when he knew and listened to them and understood their motivation, the whole conversation was tailor-made to that. Mm. And that made them perform to their best level. Take that into our industry if you're having that battle in the lounge to understand why that person wants you, should, you want to, you want them to instruct you, it's not a case of telling them I'm the cheapest, I have more houses for sale, I'm right move. They uh, Chris Watkins says a lot. No one cares about the pie charts, apart um, from him mom. <laughs> mom. He <They> puts <laughs> them on the fridge, um, and but what they do want to know is that you understand what they're looking to achieve and you help them achieve it. And the only way you're going to do that is by listening. So if it's a career. Or if it's a client, colleagues and clients treat exactly the same way. Listen, and you'll be able to progress forward.
1: That's top advice. That's top advice. Mm-hmm. I wondered where you were going with the old football things. I was just thinking, oh my God, we're not that podcast.
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> That's on a Sunday.
1: <laughs> so I have been recommended a brilliant, brilliant book um, and by my good friend Beth and um it is called no rules rules and it is netflix and the culture of reinvention um by the ceo and co-founder reed hastings and it has been brilliant now we are told aren't we by industry trainers you need you can only get better by reading lots of books yeah um well look at this i mean this is blinking hard going isn't it look and i and i just think oh my god God. So That's I would, between
0: market appraisals in the bath type God, history, so,
1: it? I would prefer to read a book about like, you know, someone finding their long-lost love in the Caribbean rather than some heavy business book, which is, you, you know, you just go, I will read a chapter every day. You can't do it. You can't force yourself. And if you're reading it and it's like, Ugh. so Audible, definitely the way to go. So I am listening to this on Audible and I am loving it. And it's talking about doing things differently trusting your team, being radically honest, all of these things that we can apply to the property industry, any business, to be perfectly honest. But the thing that's come through is um, the no rules rules. And they've taken away, there's no expenses policies, there's no holiday um, limit, you can take as much as you want, as long as it is in the best interests of the business. So I love that. And I think that that is something that we all need to look at. And maybe that goes into your your culture. You know, you develop that as well. That is it in you. Know, stop before you do anything, before you send that email. Is it in the best interest of the business before you have that challenging chat before you have that you know negotiation? Is it in the best interest? Interests of the business of the company, and I just think it's it just makes you stop and think. And I so I thoroughly recommend that. No rules, rules, love it, love it, love it. I'm just enjoying it, I
0: really like that. I want to challenge you for next week. So, okay. one of the things that we, you, in particular, but we of Royal We have become synonymous with is Dish. Does yes. it sell houses? Put this podcast talks a lot about does it sell houses, and that's the question you ask yourself when making a decision. Um, you love a little saying in an acronym. I'd like you to go find one that was, um, is it in the best business? Is it in the best, is it in the best, is it for the best for the business? Good <laughs> is luck it in with the best interest of the business? Best interest of the business. Yes, if you can do that for next week, that would be lovely.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. Um,
0: now, do you find, you know, we do these podcasts, sometimes your nose starts to run, especially in size of of mine. Do you ever find that?
1: Yeah, I do. Particularly when you've got no heating in your meeting room because it's been taken out because you're waiting That's for that. a new heater and it's been months.
0: It's freezing. It was a good year last year as well. You would have thought be able to afford it. And how, (laughs) how, so I want you to know how do you make a tissue dance?
1: I don't know. How do you make a tissue dance?
0: You put a little bogey in it.
1: Boogie. Oh, God. There we go. Tumbleweed. (laughs) (laughs) So it is. It is February next week. I can't believe it. It's February next week. Time flies. I think that's when you get older, as you know, Martin. That time just gets quicker. Um, So, have we got lots of exciting things planned for February, both in our businesses and our personal lives? Have we got our content planned out for the first quarter of this year? What 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 are we expecting with the business? Are we expecting things to continue? I think so. I still think we're going to be head down. It's going to be a cracking year this year. But it's all about starting and finishing each month on a really, really positive note. So we're going to review our Januarys next week, as we'll have just slipped into, uh, into February, and give you some kind of top tips on what's worked for us when we've been having that battle, the war in the lounge, as Martin calls it. Um, and also, what other kind of tips that we can bring Bring to our listeners really just to improve their lives how they do business i mean at the moment we're really breaking down aren't we about the valuation and or the market appraisal and what you leave what you take away are we totally digital is print dead now what do you take brochures out martin when you pitch or your valuers do, do you do that or do you show it on an ipad what, what what's the right what's the wrong way what's the right way
0: um i think brochures you can do digitally but i do think there's a lot of value in a pitching pack being left to have a look at but i know that you email things but people are still quite tactile aren't they so um sure. they like to be able to flick through and see what there is and yeah. that's really important i think but Absolutely. i think you break down your market appraisal that's a massively important thing isn't it when you think about it because of all the things we do we spend a lot of time planning a lot of time business planning a lot of time training a lot of time how do we negotiate the best price for our customer how do we navigate through the sales progression but how often do you review the the market appraisal procedure? Do you ever take your team out with you on a market appraisal so they understand what the process is that they're trying to sell when booking a market appraisal when for the for the customer? How does how do they experience it? Because actually, if you think about it, a market appraisal is somebody coming around to judge that somebody else's home. So if somebody is guided through that, so Martin will arrive, he'll sit down, he'll have a chat with you and have a guided tour or take your measurement of the properties or look in the garden, he will talk to you about the best marketing strategy for you to get the best price and the fees that's going to be involved. And he'll give you your advice, his advice on what you need to do to get ready for sale, it'll take about 45 minutes. All of a sudden, you start to put people at ease because they know exactly what's going to happen. Because if you've not had a market appraisal for seven, eight, nine years, you don't know if it's going to take 45 minutes or two and a half hours. So It's important that you kind of put people at ease, I believe.
1: So this is at booking stage, you're saying? Mm. Yes, Mm. yeah, yeah. So we're going through the process at the moment of actually breaking down every element. So from when someone rings and actually not going, hang on a minute, what name are you? How many bedrooms is it? And actually go, it's all about being personal. Yes, we can put that digital bit in in the background, but it's back to basics. It's back to listening, like listening, Mm, you'd have thought yeah. it. Um, and and actually, just like you said, running through, working out. Do, do, are they an investor? Do they have lots of properties? Have they sold before? Have they moved before? Because uh, it's very different, isn't it? How you tailor your your pitch, your process, you know, and, and your offering, depending on their circumstances. So really, Absolutely. yeah, well, cool. we're breaking lots of stuff down now, aren't we? That's
0: awesome. We so we've so, covered a lot this week, haven't we? When you start to think, we've talked about the fact that um, – Winning business is important and stock is going to be a massive um, battle for the next few months. Um, understanding from a business point of view how COVID is going to impact and where we're yeah. going to be looking at taking things forward. with Culture, retaining people, driving people together as a team, make sure that, that you finish your tax return by the end of the week. Um, it's been a busy show.
1: It has been a busy show. Risk assessment, And we're going to talk more about compliance as well next week, because there's been some headlines that have come out today saying 25% of agents aren't registered for AML. How can that happen? So we've talked before about a compliance kind of checklist. Um, and we'll put that, we'll circulate that out. If you wanna get in touch with us, get let's have your email. Um, we can mail that out to you. But this is super, super important that again, you have to get the basics right. If you don't tick off your legal obligations, you simply won't be able to practice. You won't be able to continue in this fabulous business, jumping out of bed in the morning and zooming into the office and doing what you love, meeting loads of people, negotiating sales and working with a fabulous team. So get those things right. So am I finishing?
0: Yes, because I haven't got the button.
1: (laughs) You're not in charge. Am I in control? No change there. Um, So (laughs) we will be back next week with Dad (laughs) Jokes. lots of stuff about compliance, but we're going to make it really exciting, not really boring like it normally is. Um, We are going to talk about breaking down the market appraisal, and we're going to talk about what have been our big wins for January. So we will be back live at 8.35 next Thursday. Join us. Be there. Be square. Catch up later. Have a great week. Take care.